All right, well, last week, um, I hope everyone's had a chance to listen to that talk because I really enjoyed it when I listened to it online. But Andrew was talking about what it means to have this role as ambassadors of, of Jesus, to be being sent by the Father into the world to, to share the wonderful message of Jesus with anyone and everyone. And it was wonderful. I was very inspired and encouraged but I think this week we sort of thought we'd kind of carry on with that thought but try to actually get a bit more a bit more practical a bit more what are we actually doing um, because as Andrew was saying last week you know we're not really interested in getting together just to play church you know the whole reason that we're doing this is because we feel a call from God to to bring the message of Jesus to the nations of Hornsby and beyond we want to see people who don't know Jesus, who currently think Jesus is totally irrelevant to their lives, meet him and encounter his love and, and join his family. And that's, that's what we're on about at Viva. That's why, that's why we're doing this. But I think a really challenge, it's a real challenge to work out what do we actually do? You know, sure, we get together on a Sunday, we get together during the week for our table groups and we all live our lives. But how do we actually work together with God? How do we actually partner with God and with each other to, to see that happen, to see the kingdom come here? A few years ago, I, Andrew and I had the bit of a story in itself, but we had the wonderful privilege of meeting a a family from Kazakhstan who were living in Sydney. They'd been living just around the corner from us for three years and we'd never known they were there. And one day we quite miraculously found each other. And, you know, this, this family, they hadn't obviously grown up in any sort of Christian environment being in the former Soviet Union. No, I think no real knowledge of Jesus or what he was on about. And so as we sort of built relationship with them, we sought to, to share a bit about Jesus with them, but to be honest, they just weren't very interested. <laughs> and then we, we started to, when we first started gathering as a church community, we started to have some picnics or barbecues, and we invited this family as well as um, the Esgates and uh, Joe and Victor and various other families who were with us at that time. And the interesting thing was that it was only as these friends of ours got to know more Christians than just Andrew and I, that they actually started to have some interest in, in talking about God. And, you know, that's a bit of a curious thing, but I think sometimes if people meet you, obviously, yeah, we just weren't very impressive. <laughs> yeah, okay, it wasn't where I was going, but anyway, it's probably true. I think sometimes when someone who doesn't know Jesus meets you and you tell them that you're a Christian, they can sort of go, oh, well, that's nice. That's interesting. Oh, that's, that's good for you. But then when they actually meet a few people who also love and follow Jesus, it can kind of, they can sort of suddenly start to connect these dots of like, oh, why are all these people a bit different? Um, I think she's not on Zoom today, but I know Maggie as well, when she first started coming to a couple of church things, she, she said to me one day, what's this peace that you and Claire and Marianne all have? Like, and how do I get it? You know? And so then she, then she did Alpha and, and met God for herself. 
But I think sometimes our witness to people just as a solo thing is not actually that powerful. But when it's a, it's a together witness and people see a few people who are all different in a good way, hopefully, um, that that actually then opens up curiosity and it opens up questions and it opens up opportunity to share. You know, when Jesus sent out his disciples, he, he sent out the 12 to preach and to heal and to take the good news into the towns around where they were. He sent them out in twos. You know, it might have been more if, you know, he would have covered more towns if he'd sent them solo, but he sent them in twos. And then even when he sent out the 72, again, he sent them in twos. He didn't send them in groups of 20. You know, you 20 go to that town and just overwhelm them with the love of God. Um, he sent them in twos. And I think there's something for us as we try to get a bit more practical and think about how do we really reach out to our community about going in in twos or threes, going in small groups to um, to connect with people. And Andrew and I had dinner with Jeremy and Alison the other day. And one thing that Jeremy was sharing from his experience was that it was as um, as as people who who aren't followers of Jesus observed the love between Christians that I hope I'm quoting you correctly here, Jeremy, that as, as they observed the love and the relationship and the trust between followers of Jesus, that they actually started to get curious about it. And I, I mean, Jesus, he, you know, before in, in John chapter 13, he said, I'm giving you this new commandment, love one another. And this is how other people will actually recognize you as my followers if you, if you love one another. And so I think a challenge for us is that we actually have to create spaces where people can observe our love for each other as Christians. Um, it's very easy for us to almost have quite divided lives where we have our stuff that we do with our Christian friends, you know, church or table group or even just getting together um, and doing, doing fun stuff together. And then the stuff that we do with our non-Christian friends. But actually, the power and the witness comes when we find ways and spaces to bring those two groups together. And this is meant to be fun as well. So what we're going to do now is everyone needs to grab a piece of paper and you can either use the back of one of the song sheets or I have some more, is this it here? No, I have some more pieces of paper and a pen. I have some spare pens, although if, some, if anyone does have one that they could use, that would be great. Uh, you can do it on your phone, although... No, you do not absolutely have to hand them in. This is not a test. There are no marks. Um, and what we're going to do on here is I want you to just write down everything that you enjoy. So that could be... I enjoy playing basketball or mountain biking or bushwalking or running or it could be about food. I enjoy good coffee or I enjoy cheese and wine tasting evenings or um, it could be around music or dance or art or, you know, we've discovered that a few of us here really like knitting and crocheting. Woo! Woo! So we're going to start a little... <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Um, so just write a list of anything, anything and everything that you enjoy. It could be gardening. It could be uh, 
board games. It could be anything that you, anything at all. So all of them? Well, write them all down, Harry. Not the embroidery? Okay. That's just because you haven't tried it, I think, Harry. Uh, it could just be having friends over for meals. It could be going on picnics. It could be going camping. Yeah, well, just write, write your list. Write your list. Actually, I need to write my list too. I mean, even put down things that seem like quite solitary things, like if you really love reading, put, put that down, you know. You did? Snap. Book club, yeah. All right, so the next thing that we're going to do is we're going to stand up. And this is a bit of a fun getting to know each other better exercise as well as uh, something that. I had that on my list. <laughs> getting to know people. Um, as well as for what we're doing with church. But what I want you to do is I want you to just mingle and work out who has things on their list that are also on your list. And maybe you could even write, write their name down next, next to that thing. Um, that is right. That is where the phone gets tricky, but you can tick it. Yes. Or you can make some other mental note of, of who likes what that you also like. I had reading. So hopefully that was fun. Hopefully you learnt some stuff about people that you didn't know. And I was reflecting this morning on how the Holy Spirit is so creative. You know, he is just so creative. He, he is the one who brings us fresh ideas. And as you look at the year ahead and looking at this that we've just done, I guess I just want to encourage you to go to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, where are you creating something? Where could I team up with someone to start a book club or start, you know, get a few people together to, to just paint? Sue was telling me that she just loves the process of painting. Um, I know Sharla is a wonderfully experienced artist and art teacher as well. So I just want to encourage you to just, as you get to know each other better, to think about where are there ways that we can be gathering together around stuff that we love and inviting other people who, who don't come to this church, who maybe don't know about Jesus yet, to come and be part of that with you. Or it might be that you, if you actually need to get to know some people, you, maybe you don't know many people or have many friends who, who don't know Jesus, you know, maybe together with someone else from the church, you can go and join a community group, like a, a book club or a, I don't know, a bushwalking group or a something. So, I just hope that that little exercise sparks some ideas for you and that you can take that away. Another column. Come up here so people can hear. Um, it, was, it was create another column and then, and then write down who you're currently doing those activities with. That was kind of just to give you some thinking around that. But that's, it's just the sharp end of what Sam's talking about. Yeah. 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 Just think about ways that you can do stuff that you love, gather with people, who love Jesus and who don't yet. They <laughs> were sleeping. True. Maybe some of the activities are not not appropriate. <laughs> I don't, did anyone find anything on their list that no one else liked? Sorry? Golf. Is that true? Does no one else apart from Drew like golf here? I had 
There you go. There's someone he does like it, just not very good at it. That's probably true of you as well, mate. <laughs> I have soccer, but I'm no good girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Visiting gardens. Ooh. See, look, that's what. That's the thing. There's probably there's a there's a partner in your crime here, just in this space. And this is a pretty small sample size, right? Like it's it's possible. Um, good where are we at all right so um, I'm here to talk about mud so that's my thing uh, that's my little section sorry mud I don't think so um, so if you if you cast your mind back to the time before aircrafts um, back to the the story in the garden can you remember what uh, the story says God created people from. Yeah. Dust. Dry mud. There you go. It's put in the desiccator and, and dried. Um, we can often feel like Sarah will, you know, come up and do the pep talk and kind of get excited. And then you go, ah, meanwhile, back in my life. And you go, yeah, I've tried this before. Didn't work. Or whatever it is, like we've all got history on this stuff, right? And there's a and we as we talked about with worship and just coming out of that and just that those fears, like we as Luce was saying, it's like we all have them. It's not like, oh, the people with fears go stand over there. It's like, uh, hello, welcome to humanity, right? There's there's this innate brokenness and, and fearfulness within us all, right? And you can look at that and go, well, God really needs to get rid of that before he can do anything here. And I just don't know that's true. Can't wait that long. So we talk about this. It's not about perfection. It's about direction. It's not about perfection. It's about direction. There's this story in John. John 9. And I'll just read a little bit of it. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth, Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? No, it wasn't because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I'm here in the world, I'm the light of the world. And then he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means sent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. So mud. It's always one of the, it's it's one of those um, miracles, right? People go, why did he do that? Like, why did he spit in the ground? And then, I mean, because Jesus, you see Jesus healing lots of different ways, right? Sometimes he's just he heals remotely. It's like by Zoom, guy comes, oh, I've got need someone healed. He's like, yeah, they're healed. It's all good. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> and and sometimes he's laying hands on them, and sometimes they're just kind of grabbing parts of him. And um, and on this occasion, he's like, spit dust, mud, 
So I don't know why. I'm not going to claim that I know why he did it that way then. But I thought it fit well with the message today, so I thought I'd use this thing. That's kind of what God does, I think, with our lives. Like, just mix, mixes in his saliva with our dust and then rubs it all together. Rubs into the mess and the, the gunk of our lives, rubs it all together and then applies it into a situation. And it's interesting that the, um, the guy that Jesus then says, hey, go, and go, go to that pool. So he's got, it's a, it's a multi-staged healing, right? And, then, and, and the name of the pool, right, is Siloam, which means scent. So moving really quickly, I want to submit to you that as one of our four opt-ins is on mission, right? And oftentimes in our walk with Jesus, we, go, we can feel kind of cloudy. feel like this all feels very ho-hum. Kind of like I've, I've, and particularly if you've been in the church mechanism for a while, it's like this feels very similar to the last. And is this Groundhog Day? <laughs> but there's this process that this guy goes through where his eyes are open. He's a Jewish guy, right? So he's, he's, he's living within the system, the, the religious system. But there's a process where his eyes are open when he, when he meets Jesus and where he's sent. And so in our lives, what we, our, we start to wake up, our eyes start to open to who we are and who God is and purpose in our lives when we understand the call on our lives as sent ones. That's where the healing happens, if that makes sense. Typically, we want to get all our stuff together. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I could do all that when I get all this stuff together. You don't understand what's... I'll go fix that over there. And Jesus said, no, 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 the healing is in the going. You go, you get healed. And there's no promise. It's, it's, not, it's not like it's perfection, right? Again, it's direction, it's not perfection. There's no... Like, I'm not promising that Jesus is going to heal you everything, but that's just... There's something in joining with his mission, going where he's calling us, that in that process of stepping into that, we start to heal up in our lives in a way that's quite... Amazing. There's a, there's a grand problem in our culture at the moment. Um, if you're familiar with postmodernism, um, the modernist cultures, modernist cultures, you had one big story which everyone agreed to and all held us together as a society. And then postmodernity -mo post was let's kick out the big story. There are no grand stories. There's, there's just your story. And when a culture kicks out all the grand stories and just says, you make up your own story, one of the things that goes quickly, very quickly, is purpose. And I was reading this, um, this guy, he's, not, he's, 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 a, he's just a gay British intellectual. <laughs> he's, not, he's, not, he's not coming from any sort of Christian worldview or anything, but he was just saying, as a society, no society has really attempted this to remove all, all grand stories and then see if we can actually find sufficient meaning in the accumulation of, of wealth and experience. Uh, a guy called Douglas Murray. And uh, it's like, we can't do it. And so we grab for these, and you can see the rise of these other narratives right now within our culture. It's trying to plug the vacuum of the meta-narrative, the, the, the missing big story. And so when we come into the story of God, and when he says on your life that your purpose is an ambassador of Christ, and that we together have this purpose, which is, of eternal value that far exceeds anything that we could wildly dream of. Like it's, we don't even we don't even know the half of it. And God's like, you don't have to even get your stuff together. You can just step into it because I work with dust. Um, then it kind of gets exciting, right? Yeah.
Yeah. Oh, great. That's great. So what I prepared for us is, or what we prepared for you is a mud map. See that, see where this is going. Um, so this is. You're probably wondering what are we doing this year, and that's a great question. Um, what we, but here's our pretend to know map. <laughs> we don't actually know what God's up to this year. We have these are some ideas we've put down on paper. So I'll just circulate this. Um, you can have a look at it. And the, the some of the analytical people in our community have looked at this already and gone, but but is this line to, it's like, just, it's a mud map, okay? <laughs> it's vague, it's a mud map. Um, did you did you get one? It's pretty, yeah, there you go. It's a pretty mud map. Um, do you guys? So the key idea on this mud map is basically that verse, uh, Proverbs 16, 9. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So it's like, enjoy that, make your plans, but God's gonna determine your steps. And there's a, there's a great grace in that. I love that song we sang this morning. There's so much grace. There's so much grace. Like, so just see, look, look at this whole thing through the lens of grace. Do not look at this through the lens of, oh, look at all the things we need to try to do that are impossible. It's like, it's grace, friends. It's fun. It's, our God is wildly generous and kind and, and just knows and loves people in a way that is just extraordinary and it's joining with him, right? So do not see this as the strategic plan where we all need to really beaver around and make happen, okay? So don't, don't put that on yourself. But you can see there are kind of bigger, like there are little color blobs along the way and, and you can see uh, term one, term two, term three, term four. We think in school holiday things because that's because we have kids. Sarah and I, so apologies if that's not your worldview, but that's that's how we think. So you can see, uh, so I'm just going to speak quickly to a couple of things you'll find there. In term one, um, the CAP money, money. you can see that, you're probably going, what's that? Uh, this is that. So Sarah and Roberta are trained CAP money course coaches. Um, one of the things that we want to do... We, we actually, and I love Dave's thing. Where's Dave? Dave's over there? Yeah. Dave, do you know what Dave had on his list? I'm going to embarrass him a little bit, but I just loved it. He's like helping, helping other people. No, you guys like, you, you, I mean, that is just, how good is that? How good is that? Wow. <laughs> like, anyway, I was just, <laughs> I love that. Uh, and, um, so this is so as a community we want to be like as a church we want to be helping our local community and one of the things that if you've been in I don't know if you've been in debt serious debt um, where you haven't really felt like there's a way out of it whether that's been part of your story it it can be intensely suffocating um, and crippling and so CAP is Christians Against Poverty uh, and they they came out of the UK they're a global organization now they work in Australia and they're all about helping people out of debt how to manage money well um, and so as I said Roberta and Sarah have been trained in this so what we're going to do is we're going to put on a little CAP money course which is going to be over three Saturday mornings uh, starting February 20 uh, and so we're doing a little bit of a letterbox drop with these into uh, a bits yeah bits of Hornsby so the invitation there is don't be shy if, if money management is strength and you think a course could help come along um, or even if you're great and, at managing your money, but you know other people who aren't, invite someone to come with you. Oh, you look like you're not very great, very good at managing your money. <laughs>
Yeah, so do it with some tact, that's do it right. Do a lot of tact. But you could just say to someone, hey, I'm going to this thing, do you want to come with me? Yeah. yeah. It's about just teaching people how to budget, how to save, how to spend well. Yep. That's right. me There you go. That's it. That was a that was a request right there. Um, Feel free to grab one of these if you want them. It is held at Asquith at the Story Park Community Centre at Asquith. Yeah, that's the event is on the website. So if you just put in the URL vivachurchorgau slash cap it'll take you to the event page and there, there's an online registration process there as well. It's free. It's free. Yeah. It won't cost you any money. It's a cost about money. Okay. The other kids can come. That's a good question. No. No. Okay. Though they need. Oh, youth. Totally. Yeah. You want youth at this thing. Absolutely. Yeah. They totally need it, Sue. Yes. Great. No. Sorry. Great question. Yes. Yeah. Um, thank you. That was a long answer. Okay. Um, the next one is the little the little red question mark, right? And you guys all know what that stands for because there's white word there. That's alpha. We love alpha. Like we are just all about alpha. And you know how you've been turning over that bookmark every morning when you're reading the Bible this week, and you've just looked at that red question mark and gone, oh, what are they? What are they going to mention this? So this is the other side of your four opt-ins thing, right? And you've got you've got these one, two, three which is kind of this arithmetic progression, one plus one plus one. And um, the idea is that you ask the Holy Spirit, hey, Holy Spirit, who could I possibly at some point invite along to Alpha? Who are you rummaging around in in their life uh, about this? And, and then you put their name down there and you pray for them each day. So that's the idea. Doesn't mean you have to invite them to the next Alpha, but start praying and see what happens. If, you, if people come along to Alpha, it's surprising what God does. Like it's very fun. Like if you haven't done an Alpha course and you haven't actually seen what God does through Alpha courses, get curious and, and the way to break, the way kind of the entry key on the course is bring someone else. Like if you bring someone else, you can get in, okay? That's the paywall, okay? It's pretty cool. Um, all right, so that's Alpha. So that's term one, done. And then there's, sorry? There's no date for that. It'll just be uh, when we feel like... It's a mud map, Jeremy, come on. But we'll do it somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Okay, so the, there's there's an unfixed date here. It's got the cross and it's the 4th the 4th. Any, any guesses? Yeah, Easter, awesome. Um, okay. Um, actually, about Easter, in the past we've done something fun and creative for Easter. And I don't know if we're going to do the same thing this year, but I am so keen to do something fun and creative to celebrate Easter. So I don't really know what I'm asking, except that I would love ideas and other people to be part of that process of working out what we do. We don't want to just do a boring sort of church service for Easter Sunday. Yeah. We want to do something fun and full of life and full of the Easter story. I'd love to see painting, but I mean, that's just me. Sure. Or, and Sue. Yeah, yeah, who'd have thought of that, hey? Yeah. And de-robing. Okay. Okay, sorry. Um, so there's, um, the, the next thing is this little tree with the roots and everything, like the green thing. So that that is a course. Woo! Yeah, that's right. It's called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Woo! Oh, that is so, so, hang on. 
It's so good. And we're just going to leave it at that and, and send her. No, it's going to be really good. I think it, there's going to be a huge value in it. Uh, it's going to be a tremendous course. No, no, it's just. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah. Um, uh, but that, that's, that's term two. We'll, we'll keep you posted on that. Um, and then we've got this camping thing, this TP, um, which is the church camp. Every church needs a camp, right? Um, Except we're not calling it a church camp. We're just going to call it a weekend away. That's right. So you can invite other people who also like camping to come as well. We're literally, we're literally just going to, we've just got this space. We're just going to camp and then you can invite anyone and then we'll hang out. It's like that's what we're going to do. So. Campsite at not 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 normal Crosslands, the barbecue area. On the other side, it's at Cross. So it's at Golston, at basically. Yeah, across the river. It's it's just a big open area where we can go camping. There's like pools, canoes, flying fox, canoes, yeah. swimming pools, cabins. basketball. A few cabins yeah. for people who really don't like tents, but not many. Then in term three, the parenting teenagers course, because the fear has struck many parents, um, and so we need a course because we're the course church. Um, and then let's let's do Alpha again. And then let's do the marriage course. By that term, it's like, wow, my marriage needs help. And then it's Christmas. And then we do it all again. So who's not excited about that? Um, any questions about the mud map? Three clean. Um, there's so much room for movement. And there's no business as usual through it, right? So there'll be stuff that we just do through the year that's that's not on this as well, right? It's not like we're not meeting for the next... We're, we're only meeting next on at Easter. That's the next Sunday we're meeting or something like that, right? So, um, good. Okay. So, we need to pray for saliva. I love that. I love the way you've put that. That, that is exactly what we need to do. Um, we have talked enough. So... Um, Yeah. yeah. Just going back to when you said we're ambassadors, which I really like that image. Yep. Um, so the ambassadors aren't trying to make it for people they meet into, you know, I'm an ambassador from Russia. I'm not trying to make people into Russians. But yes. I am trying to promulgate the kingdom of Russia or the, the, the culture of Russia. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's probably what I like about mission. As I'm an ambassador, I'm not trying to make everybody like me, but I'm trying to model yeah. what this, where, where I come from and, and yeah. then they choose. Yeah. It's, it's a bit less manipulative. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's and that, yes, and that is that is certainly a big discussion. But yeah, any coercive coercive element to any of it is just like, and that's the whole thing that Sarah was talking about. It's it's about love, right? Like love is love is not a coercive act. If it is, then it's not love, you know. And it's yeah, it's as Jesus models, like it's just. It's that open-handed invitation, and um, so yeah, I think it's a big—it's a big conversation. It's a good point, Jeremy. Um, one of the things we're probably going to be—we're probably going to do over this year—is take a long, lazy walk through the life of Jesus. Uh, so we'll probably have detours and things into different areas, but generally, we just want to look, take a take a fresh look at Jesus and how he did what he did. Um, it's very easy to walk off into programs. And into my ideas or we need, but when you come back to Jesus, you know, your life is just centered again and you see who he is and actually how he, how he loved people is just remarkable.
and the freedom that he invited people into is just remarkable. So, so we'll be doing that. I think we'll, we'll just be walking probably through the, um, the Gospel of Matthew uh, is, 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 the, is the thinking at this point. But it's all mud map, guys. It's all mud map. So we're just going let's, to, let's stand up. Let's do what we do. Uh, there's been a whole bunch of stuff this morning that we've talked about. And yeah, as David said, I know it's a bit of a graphic image, isn't it? The saliva thing. But this, um, this beat that we can have in our lives of, I need to change for any of this to happen, uh, can be so crippling. <laughs> and Jesus just, he, the thing about the guy with, again, with, that he healed, he just met him where he was. He didn't say, come over to me when you've, yeah, there's something in the bushes, isn't it? He didn't, say, he didn't say, he didn't say, come over to me when you're all, got all your stuff together. It's like now, here, Jesus is here now. And, um, and he healed him. So let's just, let's just invite the Holy Spirit to come. And again, just to receive that, his, the spirit of creativity and power and joy and love for this task, right? Like that's the thing. There's anyway, so we just welcome you now, God. Again, thank you for being with us this morning. And particularly, God, I want to thank you so much for just the variety of people here and the different quirky interests and passions that you've placed in each of us. And God, I pray for each, just over each of those areas in our lives, uh, those little, those places of real passion. God, I pray that you kind of kindle that, that your Holy Spirit was come, would come and just mix in all that, like Jesus mixed the saliva in the dust. And that there'd be a sense of, of your spirit working with our spirits, really, in terms of that passion. Open our thinking. Open our, our sense of possibility, God. Open our sense of invitation and excitement. And just release your creativity, God. I thank you for your creation just screams quietly, but the creativity of the creator. And we just want more of that, Lord.